Welcome to this 26th episode of the Future Barn Podcast. Um, I can't believe we're still going. Uh, you know, I'm not shy about it. I have bipolar disorder, and bipolar disorder often brings one of the traits of not finishing things or not uh, sustaining things. And so far, this is uh, one of the most consistent things in my life in a, in a good while. Uh, and so I'm happy to have this still going. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing or thank you for following. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. I'm excited to have Derek Crown over on today's episode. He's been someone I've known for a long time. We talk about meeting back at Dairy Queen, uh, when we were teenagers, uh, as at our first jobs and then kind of just how our lives have progressed since then. Uh, the reason I want to have him on is because you might have noticed we got some new artwork as our cover image uh, for the Future Barn podcast, and he is the artist behind that on his great piece, Float. Um, yeah, and so I wanted to have him on to talk about that piece, talk about his art in general, and uh, just in general, just how we handle being artists and practicing art and doing things for ourselves like art that is good self-care and good self-expression um in the face of relationships and jobs and all that so uh yeah i hope you find this conversation insightful and interesting and thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon Uh, Derek Crownover, thanks for being here on the Future Barn podcast, whatever this little project of mine is. <laughs> um, so here's a funny thing. You're the fifth Tipton Dairy Queen uh, person on this, five. on this podcast, right? Because we had Heather Collier, which is the reason I have the job. Then we had, um, and then I had Zach, which is the reason... I was the reason he had the job. Yeah. 
and then I had Josh, which is I was the reason he had the job. Yeah. And then now you, and you're the reason Josh has a or you, Josh is the Josh reason, is the reason you had the job. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. And is there and then and then of course myself, yeah. um, which is funny. I still spend so much time with people from that era. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Uh, it's a good crew, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. Yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> what was it about? So you came in like we barely crossed paths, right? Yeah, I'd say like six months, maybe here or there. Six months. Well, yeah. So yeah. So Heather Collier, whose episode I think three of this podcast, she her mom was the manager there when I was in high school. Okay. And so several of Heather's friends worked there. And then Heather got me a job there. That's why everyone's always like, oh, you worked at the Elwood Dairy Queen. I was like, actually, I worked in Tipton because I had, <laughs> yeah, I had to hook up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elwood wouldn't hire me. <laughs> and so we went to Tipton. Um, but yeah, so we barely crossed paths. Um, yeah. Let's see. I was just seeing. Yeah, and so it's interesting how that, there's, we're all still kind of, gelatin or like gelatinously connected yeah. in some way um in our lives you know like and i think that number the fact that five that's that's <laughs> out of 26 episodes that's pretty yeah uh, pretty funny uh thing what was your experience that was your first job i'm guessing yeah it was honestly yeah it was mine too julie was in charge by the time i got there though so. julie yes <laughs> julie Creasy. julie was a very small very intense Former bodybuilder. Did you know this? I, I knew, you know. I, she I did still not had that, that like exactly. sinewy muscle, like <laughs> yeah. skinny lady muscle. She definitely was like a little gymnast. But she was bit. like 60, or maybe she wasn't that old, but in my head she was like 60. Yeah. And she smoked. Chain smoked. Like yeah. chain smoked. And she was, but she was both like grumpy and crazily cheerful at the same time. Yeah. It was like happy cheer. You know those people who are like saying, uh, who are like? It sounds like they're yelling at you, but they're telling you how good of a, they're telling you how good of a job you're doing. Yeah. And it's just like what I don't know how to feel. Um, that's how I felt with Julie. I just remember I went in there and like when I was doing my interview, she's just like she was like, "Yeah, we're going to start you off higher than minimum wage just to try to keep you." And I was just like, you know, if somebody's <laughs> your first job, I was like, right on. Like, which at that time would that have been seven twenty five? Was that when they bumped up? The yeah, like wage? literally just changed, and I got started a little higher than that, but it was like. <laughs> so see, I when I got hired, wow, the minimum wage was five fifteen, and they That's pulled crazy. they pulled that on me, and they're like, "We're going to give you five twenty five. Whoa! <laughs> and on board. <laughs> and then, like, I think it was like a year later, uh, the federal government like bumped it up to. 725 or whatever it is yeah. but what happened was i had just passed 725 as with my raises <laughs> yeah. and then i was like hey shouldn't i get just, adjusted yeah um if i was already making two buck 250 ahead of minimum wage shouldn't i make 250 ahead of the new minimum That's, wage is that still minimum wage it's still minimum That's wage last here we go yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, it's relevant news now yeah so um and I think that's why that people sometimes have like, whoa, reactions to like $15 minimum wage. You're like, whoa, that's doubling it, over doubling it. But it's like, it should have went up. So it should, <laughs> yeah. it should be like 12 now. So, yeah, it, so bumping up a couple bucks wouldn't seem as extreme, but it seems extreme because we haven't done the work of 
keeping it. And it had literally just changed. That is, whew. That was... Four, 13, 14 years ago or something? Yeah. Man. Um, I believe. Yeah, Ish. even longer than that. Yeah, 15 probably. Um, uh, yeah, and so, yeah, for me, I remember when, when I got that job, it was like, wow, <laughs> I got so much money, right? Because I wasn't paying so for it. All I had to do was pay my car insurance and my gas. And yeah. I was like, I'm set. And it was... You say you care so much? <laughs> yeah, I said they cared so much. Like <laughs> she made it seem like they cared so much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the it is easy to that job felt huge at the time. Yeah, it felt so important. It felt so. I mean, I remember when I got employee of the month, I was like proud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just like, why am I proud? Did you get employee of the year? Yeah, one you time were an I did. employee of the went year. Went to one of the. Uh, the big events. Yeah, know, so Dairy Queen celebrated. had so they'd have I never got to go to one because uh, I was I was supposed to be employee of the year and they um I th- I think I'm remembering this correctly. That I was supposed to be employee of the year and they just made me a manager. And then someone up top said he, he can't be he's a manager, uh, he can't be employee of the year. And I was like, I wasn't a manager when I was when I was employee of the year and all I wanted was because they have a jack you get a jacket. Yeah. I just wanted the freaking Dairy Queen jacket. I don't even know if we got jackets. I remember we You're supposed got shoes to. out of like a catalog of a Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um wow. Yeah, and then you, you went to a Dairy Queen banquet. Yeah, like big, in the your banquet. But it was fancy, like fancy, fancy banquet, <laughs> like at a basically where you would have your prom. Knowing how cheap asses they were, I'm surprised they didn't uh try to cater it themselves. And I think I had prom at the same building one time, so Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> That is small but town. But it was a big deal, you know, back then. That is small town life. So my junior year, our prom, because our t- class was horrible at um, fundraising, yeah. was at the Leeson's building in Elwood, which was a furniture store at the time. So they moved all the furniture to the outside of the... And so I was just, like, making out with my girlfriend on a couch that's covered in, like, saran wrap. <laughs> and... And it's just so bizarre. So it worked out. It was I mean. so, yeah, it worked out. But and now it's in a, a senior living uh, apartment. Uh, but it is funny how, like, in small town life, it's like, yeah, I went yeah. to, I went to prom there. It's like there, what's there? Yeah. Well, it was a furniture store at the time, uh, so it makes it way better. Um, well, so here, here's something I wanted to ask you about, and I, maybe this is self-indulgent to do. But I want to ask you about your impression of me when you met me when back then. Because, so someone who will re- remain anonymous, uh, <laughs> uh, she, uh, who I, I honestly had forgotten worked there and I forgot I knew her and whatever. Uh, it was like 10 years later and someone of mutual friend talks to this person about, work, about me and we, they're like, oh, you worked at the Dairy Queen, so did my friend Tyler. And she was like, oh, yeah, he was a total asshole. <laughs> and so what was funny was it actually, it was funny, but then it set off this whole kind of thinking of like, oh, my God, I think I was. Did you project like that? Did, I, did you see me as an asshole? So maybe, it, maybe I'm biased, maybe I had the benefit of the doubt, but I already knew of you from going to school with Josh Lee before I worked at Dairy Queen, so sure. I kind of knew of your you knew friendship me. with Zach and yep. him, and uh, so I knew of you. That didn't mean I like liked it, though, because it, like, <laughs> it 
it's like the, the foreign guys like hanging out with my friend and stuff. It's like, I don't know these people. Like Josh, yeah. Josh is so cool with them and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. No, but then I, you know, I got the job at Dairy Queen and like, it's just time to buck up and be friends with everybody. And I had no issue. In fact, I really don't, it's really hard for me to recall you know, most people my age that worked there that I didn't get along with. So like I had no issue and I, I remember having fun like the first night, like you and Zach worked with me and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's why I was like, no, I, I don't, Yeah. maybe I was a little bit of a guy like that myself though. So it's like, you know. <laughs> well, here, here's what I think was happening was, I think I was, um, th- and thank you for, I mean, you could have, yeah. Thank you for being honest. Uh, I think it was like, the beginning tremors of of mental illness just being like a douchebag teenage dude <laughs> compounded to be like this person's not gonna like me because i i think i think i was one of those people for a while and i'm not that way anymore i'm like why arms wide open but i was where i was like if you're my crew i got you and if not f off I- like and I think when you're like a 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid working at a Dairy Queen and there's going to be, people aren't going <laughs> to, like she just, she probably just didn't like the way I talked to her one time and then it became my personality. Yeah. But I probably was like a little like clickish. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think I it became that, that way. Yeah, I think. I think we became that way. I think it felt a little clickish, but at the same time, like you never projected poorly on me. Like you seemed like you're really just like... <laughs> wanting to have a good time, like, joke around most of the time. Like, I never really got a real serious sense from you besides it, like... I could get pissy, though, because I, of... I never thought you were, like, a bad guy, though. Like, your intentions always seemed like... <laughs> I mean, I understand, like, you might thought you were a douche, but it was, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I never got a sense of, like, okay, avoid this guy. Like, I usually have a radar for people I can't stand to be around, and it was... That's just not what I got, I guess. Yeah. It was more like a not a lot to take seriously in life at that point, and, like... Yeah, yeah. I think, but then I took Dairy Queen, looking back, I took it way too seriously. <laughs> like, I thought I was some bad mother effer, like, getting made a shift manager. Yeah. When I was, like, I was a senior in high school, and I was like, yeah. And I was making, like, nine fifty an hour, and I was like, yeah. And I'm glad I wasn't at the school and witnessed all that, but. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was okay. so cool. I was, um. I was like, I'll buy everyone puddings at lunch. <laughs> I got all the money. Puddings on me, whole round. Um, but yeah. Well, anyways, Derek, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you've so uh, graciously allowed me to use your uh, piece "Float" as the cover art for the podcast now. Yeah. And I want to, so I want to talk about art and all that good stuff. Um, <clears throat> and don't let me forget, I made you a little goodie bag. Okay. Of Thank you treats for uh, uh, right on for, for letting me use that. Nope. But um, yeah, so I think I came. I realized you were an artist through like the Inktober stuff. Yeah, probably several. It was like because you've done that several years now, right? This is actually just my second year. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and I actually just found out about last year through some like mutual friends on uh-huh. Instagram. You know, it's just so like, that was last year. Okay. Yeah, and it's just kind of a. Uh, you know, it might seem kind of silly, but I was like, this is, I would say I'm kind of a person who dips in and out of losing touch with my artistic side. And it yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. I had just, it caught my interest and it wasn't just a, like a single art project. It, it was almost like a practice of, uh, you know, patience and just really 
trying to keep up with something like that. Yeah. And doing it every day was, and last year I did a lot better of a job of actually doing one a day in yeah. October like you're supposed so to. So they have like themes for each day, right? And exactly. then you kind of just make up. Right before uh, But they're pretty October. broad, right? They're like. Exactly. It's just a, a prompt pumpkin. word. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. a prompt word. Right before October, they release a whole list. I don't know who's all behind it, really. There's sure. probably a whole story there. but Yeah, yeah. They release a whole list. Every day has got a prompt word for it, and you just essentially follow it. Yeah. Have that mind got out there a little bit because I'm not sure what to do. Or, but, yeah, I mean, that's essentially you just try to make something by that word. Or Yeah. Um, well, to me, it reminds me of, so as a poet, uh, April's National Poetry Month. Okay. And I, for the last four or five years, I'll try to write a poem every day for the there month of April. And I, there's something really energizing about that, especially you when you're, like, trying to, yeah, it, challenging but also like rejuvenating in yeah. some ways where we spend so much time trying like you have like a factory job and like and so you're not able to sit around you're not like sitting around doodling all day or drawing all day you know you're that's um, debatable, but I mean, yeah. there's definitely some doodles around you, that place. You get to draw? Okay. Uh, not, you know, am I supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely hanging around. There's some stuff but, to laugh well, about. Well, and I want to talk about, I want to talk about that kind of <clears throat> uh, mindset and dealing with that. But in terms of, yeah, so, you, but you don't have the opportunity to always make art. Yeah. But so when you can in these bursts, it's really, I find it really rejuvenating as like a kind of proves to yourself you can do it. Yeah. And then also you have to work. I think, I believe, when people ask me about, like, writing or making art or whatever, you have to work through the shit. Like, yeah. it, you have to make a lot because, like, if I write 30 poems, probably six of them are going to be decent. <laughs> yeah. But, so if I write 30 in a month, I just got to my six in a month. If I write 30 in a year, it took me a year to get to my six. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And exactly. so when I tell people, when people are like, uh, someone the other day asked me, like, how, what are some tips for writing? Like, I want to write. And I was like, write a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like Just a, write anything. Body, um, your body of work over the, you know, few. Like, the more you create, give yourself a stronger body of work. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and so, um, do, you find, do you find looking back on those that you're like, oh, there, there are my... There are my six or there are my... Absolutely. And so yeah. it's like as the month progresses, one of two things happens. Either a day will come where I don't have a lot of time or I like this year I went on vacation. It's just like everything was side railing it. And I went well into December to finish these. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I love that you finished it's like, it. It's like, you know what? No shame. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Nobody's, you know, nobody's got like a, a watch on. No, really exactly. So I was like... It's for you. It's, yeah, your work. me... Yes, I definitely get something out of creating, but I think I've always enjoyed just sharing aspect more, like seeing people's yeah. reaction of stuff and like, yeah. I don't know what it is or why, but, and so like the trend I'll notice last year, and you can even compare this, this year's 31 to last year's 31. Yeah. It's just a progression of me trying a little bit harder. And by the end of it, like number one, the last year I did a lot of actual medium, like, I was I was at work sometimes on break and I was just like all right it's time to just sketch out the day pen sketch. and paper yeah I would I would sketch some of them out I would just I was doing all kinds of stuff I was doing them with pen pencil I would like take a picture of some of them recreate them digitally and stuff like just what I wanted to and then this year I was very much like you know I'm gonna put a lot more effort into it but to keep myself sane I kept it almost 100% digital 
Yeah. Which isn't really to dis. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It just kept. Number one, it, the program I'm using, like on iPad, it, I really wanted to learn it better. And that was- Yeah, all, what program do you use? It's Procreate. And it's Procreate. Like, yeah, it was like 15 bucks, one of the best $15 I've ever spent, let yeah. me tell you. And like two or three years ago, bought like a, a nice iPad, just kind of treated myself and- Yeah. And got, you know, like the little pencil and everything that came with it. It's just, I don't know, technology's mind blowing at this point. It's like pressure Yeah, I wanted to talk like, to you about that because I did notice that this year that they were digital- where in the past I've seen you in different ways. Yeah. And, I, and I have seen you've been doing the line drawings with you yeah. Know, Sharpie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I still, and I still mix it up. It's kind yeah, of, that's good. So so <clears throat> what is your, yeah, are you a, like adverse to, so you're, you're accepting of technology. You're Absolutely. Like, like, and keep in mind, I did, I did get into, like an associate's degree, kind of a, a crappy degree in graphic design. Like it was, it was an applied science degree, but like the sure, entire time sure. I was studying on like, yeah. Photoshop and Illustrator. Like, where were, where's that at? That was at Ivy Tech in Kokomo. Cool, and nice. And really it was going to transfer to Ball State. And yeah, like, I remember, somehow, yeah. Somehow like I missed the summer art program. They're like, oh yeah, you're gonna have to wait a whole nother year. Yeah. And like I'm getting like an antsy, been in school for too long. Like, all right, like I don't know if it's like, I yeah. don't know if I wanna do it. And well, do, and then, do did you also make the discovery? Sure. Oh, you you said, do you regret did, it? You're I not ended, sure? I ended up not going to ball state and like do i really regret it not really at this point it's it's tough to say like who knows what that path would have led i probably wouldn't have hated where it led like yeah, i probably yeah. would have had a lot, a lot more fine art like i i think i found as someone who's been through you know i went through a, a master's of fine arts program in poetry and and i've had several friends both in the visual art fields and in the writing genres go through mfa programs and i find that the the what you gain is actually not so much about making the work because anyone can make work and yeah. learn work and you can you can look at art and you can think about art and you can you can do all that what really is it's the people it's the connections you make yeah because you you're with professors who are working professional artists you're you're with other people who are aspiring artists so having the, those, making those connections yeah, in school is like where it you. really comes. Uh, and even just, even just logistically, like, you know, like I've had friends that I went to writing, you know, the writing program with who have been like, hey, I, I'm editing this magazine. Yeah. Can you send me some poems? And that just, that only exists because I met them in grad school, yeah. you know? And so those kind of connections, you know, um, or I've had professors hook me up with, things you know and um opportunities and that and i yeah and i think that's uh one of the main perks but making work you're proving it and you can see it you can make good work yeah you don't need it. there's no degree on the wall that's it, like exactly. you got it it's, yeah i definitely could still <clears throat> always make the argument for real medium over digital yeah there's just there's something you can't mimic about like what i always say is if you have a pencil and you're drawing on paper like you have a resistance there and you have this feeling that you cannot recreate on like a glass tablet surface or something like it's it's incredible like the level it's at now and, yeah like, yeah i can make pencil work digitally look like you wouldn't be able to discernibly tell but yeah yeah me i would still like i could do a much better sketch in real pencil than like digitally just you because of the feel of the pencil i just don't do yeah. it very often and that is something i would love to do more honestly it's just kind of the convenience of it when i go home at night and like i can sit on the couch and i can draw something yeah instead of sitting instead at a desk of like getting at yeah. a desk like really getting in the mood and interesting 
Yeah, I'm a I'm a tactile guy too, because uh, that's you know I'm I'm a terrible visual artist. I, I I do collage, but I don't but I'm I don't even really call myself a visual artist in the sense that uh, I think I'm doing something different. And uh, but it's that that's why I love it. I love that tact yeah. cutting it out and pasting. <laughs> Absolutely. Like how it feels so primitive, <laughs> cutting and pasting. Yeah. <laughs> that feels great versus like. Uh, you could do the same thing in like Photoshop, yeah. right? You could, I exactly. could, I yeah. could make collages like that, digital Definitely. collages. I mean, that's which, essentially what like you know making magazine covers and stuff is, yes. even in the professional realm. And yes, stuff. and so I could do that, but I, it's not, yeah, it's not that experience of touching. Yeah. and um, and that will always be the benefit. I think is just getting your hands on it and actually yeah. <laughs> feeling the yeah digitally uh, the shareability options are. Great. I mean, within minutes, I can create something and then share it with people. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, I'm trying to take pictures of this or am I trying to scan it in? Is my phone totally. blocking light? It's silly, so, but stuff like that. Do you think it also affects the kind of work you make, the subject matter or the way you do it? Yeah, and is, absolutely. And I can say the number one word is color. <laughs> because color. the best thing about digital is... Because you can just... You yeah. have such a endless color palette. Color options. Yeah, endless palette. Exactly. Am, am I sitting there spending hours mixing paints? Nope, that doesn't look good. Like yeah. Settling what a color looks like. and Or erasing. I mean, it's just all... So I can hear some old heads like being like, oh, yeah. that's not art. <laughs> that's just selecting. Exactly. That's what they people say about collaging. It's not art because you're just selecting. I'm like... <laughs> what do you think is going on? You're seeing something yeah, in your mind the, and you're selecting it and you're putting it on the page. It's the same thing. I think you do have to have an eye for that stuff. It's not just like, I mean, I do think anybody can create art, but at the same time, like to yeah. arrange it in an appealing manner. That's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> but know, I yeah, but I like trait. what you said. Like anyone can and should yeah. create art because it's been proven. Uh, and I can't believe we keep having to make this argument that it is good for you yeah. <laughs> it is good for your brain it to work crazy in that if way if you've ever seen like somebody who doesn't ever do something and then they like they try or they just like draw something i'm always like that's that's awesome like that's really cool yeah, like, yeah. and they don't believe it You're like no it sucks i was like okay well yeah. you just don't ever do it and you just <laughs> you don't have the yeah well i thought you were gonna say people who don't ever do anything and then w when they try something they're surprised that they suck at it oh yeah. and it's like well yeah <laughs> you don't do any you like it's like i've had people quit on disc golf with me like three holes in because they weren't good at it and i'm like i mean i had more drive than that the first time i did play i remember i was just like yeah i'm just throwing this thing walking up to it throwing it again and yeah like, if you don't like make a purpose but isn't that what i think going back to art i think that's what's fun about art is that you can just you can just walk you can just yeah. start walking in in the piece and here we go and it's not about intention or creating yeah perfection or doing anything and but what i love about your work is how it your work is neat in the sense that it it is like um it feels organized it feels uh accessible but it also there's always just like a weird thing i let me i have i took a note <laughs> because uh it's like realism with like a twist yeah like i was thinking there's like the um pizza robot and then there's <laughs> yeah. the car running into the giant banana yeah, peel and it's like um like spoiler alert at first that was a, a small banana peel and i was just like this would be stupid go bigger like, yeah it's go like, bigger it's like everybody expects you to slip on the peel not yes, back into it yes. like, I, yeah it's like 
um, is that that's humor too? Yeah, and you're you're a funny guy, and you also are, you're a chuckly guy. You love to chuckle. That's <laughs> uh, so why I keep you around. I like I like being laughed at. So I generate uh, the laughs. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, I'm curious about those. Um, yeah, what? So you kind of revealed a little about your thought process. Like I did it with the small banana, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> which is another thumbs up for digital. Yeah, right. Because exactly. you can like Absolutely. versus it's, changing that banana to a big banana. If you had drawn it, is more difficult. You can do for, it, but it's more for a project like this. I feel like if I was to do it real, I probably wouldn't have done much color at all. It probably would have been mostly pencil sketches, just stuff that yeah still takes a while. But like I can get a lot more done digitally, just faster for this kind of thing. Like <clears throat> I do like commission occasionally, and like that's yeah. a lot of times that's real medium stuff, but. I get a lot of people ask about tattoos that, you know, I never actually get to that point because they're like, <laughs> everybody's real serious about a tattoo until you draw something up and then it's kind of like... Did, yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. You did a you did a drawing for Zach and Sadie, didn't you? Don't yeah, they have... I did like a... Uh, actually did two. Because <laughs> it's like before the kids? Exactly, the yeah. Kids. The first one I think was just them and the dogs, yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just Which kind is... of a quick watercolor yes. thing. Like, and I wouldn't even... I'm not saying it was bad. Like, I... Was I super proud of it? I don't know. Maybe I'm pretty modest about how I feel about my stuff. And then the second one, I felt like, okay, I really, I've done this once. Like now, I, I know exactly what I want to do. And like, but I know that how... goes back to what we were talking about: this process exactly. of just doing and yeah. learning as you go. And Absolutely. people so often are like, "Why did I not just make a Picasso?" <laughs> and it's yeah. like, you literally, this is the first time you've ever painted. You're gonna get lucky, you, or you're gonna you've have only to do it ever two times. <laughs> you've only ever painted one time. You know, there's the ten thousand hours idea. Do you know this no, idea? I don't it, was, think so. it comes from uh, Malcolm Gladwell. As far as I know, I read, I learned about it from Mike, Malcolm Gladwell, and it's, it's this idea that they've done. He did these studies and he looked at these different cases about um, that. Usually, people start peaking at something around ten thousand hours of doing it. Really, and that's a lot so of hours. Their best. Like, that's a lot of hours. Till yeah. till <laughs> have till, you reached that? 10, no, till someone's yet. like really competent, and I was like. I think I'm. I think I'm approaching my ten thousand hours, or I'm on a good track in poetry, writing poems, and I'm in disc golf. Those are the two. But wh- there's only so many ten thousand hours to go around. Yeah. So, um. So, but it is about doing. Uh, you have to actually create it, and then, yeah, I think, I think to be clever and to be thoughtful, that takes. You just have to kind of be in the muck, right? You yeah. have to just do. I feel it's, like I got a lot of five thousand hour projects. So yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm a very you do. Well, that's another reason guy, I want so. to have you on because we're both hobby guys. Yeah. And we, I love I love hobbies, uh, and I want to talk to you about some of that. But I'm <clears> interested in your art too, because uh, yeah, I I also feel like we're seeing the beginning of something. Yeah. I feel like you're 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 still heading that way you know i'd like to but, i honestly would love to thank that too like i feel like this is the most buzz like just socially i've generated this year of any and it it is a good feeling it's like yeah when people appreciate what you're doing and like you yeah. just get like random compliments on stuff like that drives you to to want to do more with it and like like i told you earlier the response is really what drives me and just like that's seeing interesting it positively impact people yeah, in yeah, a way yeah. like and just like i've had more reception this year of people just wanting like little side projects done and like it's awesome like it really is yes that's so funny because see i have the opposite problem where i 
am just like, I love sharing my stuff, but I, I don't want to talk about it. Or I, do, I hate not, when anybody that's, watches that's, it being made as well. That's like. not fair. I don't think I mean it like that. I guess it's like when it comes to, it comes to money, that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm so bad at marketing or trying to make money. So I started a few months ago when I was dirt poor, I started a Patreon page. Okay. And are you familiar with Patreon? Yeah, I right? think I've seen you. And so I have like, people can subscribe for $5, $10, $25 a yeah. month. And it just helps support this podcast and it helps support my work and whatever. But for the $25, I have like three people who do the $25 and each month I make them a little care package with palms and collages yeah. and or different things. That's one a month idea, I sent honestly. one month I sent them an audio recording of I did like a private reading of my poems for them and I sent <laughs> it to them. Um, and I, so I do stuff like that. But I like doing that stuff and I would send those packages to those three people without the money. Yeah, I could. And I have such a hard time and I and I'm so I'm kind of at this um, moment in my life where I'm just like I don't even know what the point of like the financial point of art is and I don't know if I want it tied to to money I I every month I almost stop my Patreon I don't I think I get like seventy seven dollars a month or something yeah like it's not even anything but I'm just like I just like do I I just don't even know if you know like yeah. if this is because I like making it. Exactly. Uh, but but it's definitely but not then the there's that. that drives, but you like, you so you don't care necessarily about the money part. You care about you literally care about the human interaction part. Yeah. So like imagine, say I just spent hours on something and then I just I just show it to somebody. I don't know. It doesn't even have to be the most you positive your reaction. Wife. Exactly. Like, it could just go. be like, yeah. What do you think? And like, and you know, generally she'll be impressed. So it's like maybe that's a little biased. <laughs> That's probably a little biased, but yeah. I'm that like, way with the, this new gal I'm seeing. She's been asking lately for my poems, and I was showing her to her, and I'm just like, and she's like, and she's not a poet, and so she's just like, these are amazing, and I'm like, I don't know. But I mean, that, that's a good thing, I guess, right? Yeah, it's and, fun, yeah. But yeah, it's like just just showing people stuff, and, and it is great when somebody asks you to create something. If you get total creative freedom, that's the absolute best. It's like, and so... The the Inktober with I actually turned it into my newest ones into books this year and I was like, like you know what I was like, you guys can oh anybody, yeah I did anybody see can, you did that yeah. Yeah. so I was like anybody can look at them for free I mean I posted everything yeah like, there's yeah. nothing in these books that you can't look at Beautiful. I was like but I was like if and I didn't order a bunch of books prehand like I ordered what I needed for what wanted them like I yeah, wasn't yeah. just expecting like let's bring in the money like, yeah yeah I had a lot of interest and like once people were like yeah I definitely want like a, a little I call them uh, coffee table books. Just like yeah, something, yeah. Leave, something people ask questions about and you can explain. Like, yeah, yeah. But then the incentive I kind of put in there was like, you know what, like if you really do support me like this, like you're going to pick your own prompt word and I'm going to draw that in the back of your book. Oh, that's beautiful. So yeah, I love and I, that. And so I've actually been working on that pretty much all month. I have like three left, but I ended up getting like, I don't know, I'd say 12 books, but it's there like, you go. it was like that's... great. And like just. In the way, but your relationship with those 12 people. Yeah just changed exactly dramatically so appreciative and it's just it, like obviously and i have relationships with people through art that i don't that i wouldn't have without it in the sense of like um yeah we like we have a certain relationship because we this i have a couple of friends that we talk about poems but like hanging out with them 
never really that great, like going yeah. out and getting beers. They weren't that kind of friends, but they're great on Google Doc talking about foam, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'm like, okay, that's a certain kind of relationship, or there's going to be people who just really like your artwork, yeah. and you might never actually hang out with but that you're in a relationship with them. And I think we lose that because we have this sense that it's all about the Benjamins, and it's all about this, like, how many Instagram followers you <laughs> yeah, got. Exactly. It's like, I got 600 Instagram followers. I'm fine. Like, I'm happy. <laughs> I, you know, I got, my, I got my 20 that talk to me and like every po- Like, and we have a good time. You're yeah. one of them. And we have a good time. Like, why, why does it keep having to be this big, like, <laughs> let's get famous? Yeah, you know, exactly. like, um, versus, like, me having your art as the cover is way more, is way cooler to me than if I like went and like commissioned some big artist or try, you know, or something like that. That's way. And you know, as I was driving here, I was actually thinking about that and how yeah. appropriate it is because these are the same windmills that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that yes. picture, by that, the way. Look, so. it literally says right here in my notes feels like looking out my back window. <laughs> yeah, it um, was actually, yeah, it was. It's exactly what inspired it. it so anyone cool. listening to this obviously has seen this because they've clicked on it to, <laughs> to listen to it. But, uh, but yeah, and I just barely put, you saw I just barely put Future Bar because <laughs> I didn't want to <laughs> no, mess with it. That's great. Like, I was real. just like, Future Bar. It looks good, though. I didn't want to mess. I didn't want to uh, do anything. With, I just want, I didn't even, I almost didn't put anything on it. Yeah. And, but it does feel like looking as you're driving up this way. Yeah where I live, where I do these interviews, it felt so right. Cause like, this like, is where I do these interviews. That it, one was like spawned from disc golfing. At, oh yeah. Uh, Heartland. Yeah. Heartland. Just yeah. right around that, on that back road. Like just leaving. Yeah. I don't know that that's, you know, on my mind, that's the road. Maybe it wasn't hot air balloons and like, but that, yes. like on a nice sunny day, just like leaving. I don't know. That's just the floating. That was, I feel like I'm floating. Like that's my place. That's, really like a happy zone like yeah well i think i think too is i haven't that in in art yeah. is new with those giant windmills yeah. in art they get a lot of you know they get a lot of hate but we have a lot of we like, have a I, I we got a lot of drawings of apples <laughs> we don't have a lot of drawings uh, you know to me they're uh, just because they're are, awesome i don't know like yeah uh, um you mean to look at or just, I mean, general, obviously like, what they are. Yeah. Is cool. I mean, you know, maybe not the Renewable technology energy. behind them, but their, yeah. <laughs> their presence just, they're like, you have the beauty of nature. Then you have something to me that even if it's not meant to be beautiful, it's purposeful, yeah. but it's still like, it's part of the horizon. Now. Yeah. I don't know. It, well, it, you'll notice around here that my family's field is the only field without one. Uh-oh. And this is my grandpa. They got the signs up still. <laughs> yeah, no wind farm. Uh, no, my my grandpa did his. I mean, he did his research, and he got. I mean, he got in the he got in the muck a little bit. I think yeah. with some uh, they cause cancer and they kill birds like that. Yeah. He got a little off track, but he did. He so his main concern, as I remember, you know, he's since passed away. But as I remember, it, it was. Uh, he didn't trust that company for whatever reason. Fair he did enough. some research and he didn't, and he didn't want us to inherit this land. And there's a bunch of dead windmills like that company someone, goes yeah, bankrupt in 20 years. <laughs> and then there's just a bunch of windmills. And he also didn't living here. Like I said, out the back window, he didn't like, he didn't like the idea of looking at him. What he didn't realize was that his neighbor said yes. So he still got to look at him. <laughs> yeah. They're and everywhere. He, right and he here, didn't like, get any money off of it. <laughs> 
This might be one of the denser spots, just like yeah. I mean, but if you when you walk out here, look, there's not in this 120 acre field here. There's none. Yeah. Because he was the only, uh, he was like one of the only ones that said no. Uh, but they are they are beautiful, and because of their peculiarity and because of their their newness. Yeah. And then that's why I love the contrast with the uh, hot air balloons. Uh, now that and was a little bit too so to me just the the memory and that view was the word float to me yeah yeah but sometimes i'm like someone might see this and like it's like i want float i you know i also want something in there for someone else to relate to so the okay. balloons were actually the very last edition and yeah. not that i dislike them in fact i i love the idea once i put yeah, it in there, yeah, but that was kind of like me too. i feel like when people see float they're like okay the balloons like that's the balloons yes. are floating out there it's like float meant something totally different to me yeah. in that image but well so what i think the balloons does for me is takes it out of that just more like painting a landscape and takes it kind of uh adds in a little humor and a little strangeness because you can't put hot air balloons by a bunch of windmills. <laughs> there you go. Like, it like, doesn't matter in this I landscape. was just like, ah! <laughs> Like, it, that Get picture actually there. makes me a little, yeah. like, nervous. Because I'm just like, they're heading towards the blast! <laughs> and then it's also a scale thing. Because yeah. they could be, like, 20 miles off. Yeah. And then the windmill's here, right? But, it, but in a... You're describing a 2D, the great thing about art. Is in a 2D image. What you see is different than what others see. And yeah, yeah. And I, and I love... So I, that's how I kind of... That's one of the reasons I fell in love with that one was yeah. because... Well, one, because of the kind of the localized feeling of yeah. it. But then also because I just... I just... <laughs> I turned it into like a horror story. <laughs> like someone bad. wasn't really thinking and yeah. they, they, they decided to have a... a a hot air balloon fest in the middle of a Some, field of... Sometimes I get real, real deep thinking about the ideas. Yeah. And other times, like, my childhood nerd takes over a little bit. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the the galactic, like, alligator one, but that was just, like... Yeah, 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 That's, yeah, like, yeah. totally younger comic book nerd. Like, I'm going to draw this freaking alligator <laughs> yeah yeah zooming let's... through space and you know what it's got its whole own story that i don't have to tell i'm just gonna draw the picture and well two things i want to i want to talk about kind of your childhood and your yeah. interest in art but uh also we should do a collaborative project i don't know why i never thought of this <laughs> That'd be great. we should make like a comic book or something <laughs> and um but anyways uh i didn't mean to put you on the spot no but so you said like your childhood like comic book nerd that was that was that your kind of introduction to art like paying attention introduction to, and i and by art i mean paying i i guess i mean more like aesthetics what is beautiful paying attention to how things look and what's interesting looking and how to you know what i mean like yeah. oh someone created that like that first because i i fell in love i'm a poet but i fell in love with language with sitting around the campfire listening to my dad and his buddies tell stories. Yeah. And that's the moment I fell in love with language. Definitely, I would have to point to comic books and stuff mainly. Like yeah. I said, I had a, honestly a great childhood. Great were you parents, a like, Spider-Man guy? A, I'm not a comic book guy, but... All mainly, were, I don't know. Like, you, we were you just didn't like, have one that you, know, you were... We would just, we would stay up late sometimes just drawing like the characters and stuff or like yeah mo mainly for me i was always just like a doodle guy and like nobody saw most of this stuff like yeah. i'm just like draw doodling like yeah what i thought were but cool. like I'd when have, did like, you start that 
really young, honestly. It was yeah. like, I couldn't even tell you an age. And at some point, like in middle schoolish area, there was like a local art teacher and stuff. I was like taking like outside of school art lessons. Okay. But I wasn't like, maybe I regret this a little bit, but I was very kind of in my own little stubborn world where I would go to these lessons. She would like technically have stuff that she was going to be doing with people. Like we're going to be drawing hands today and stuff. And like, I would kind of just do my own project. And not that I think I was wrong. Like it didn't offend anybody. I mean, I'm still like, you know, I'm still a student. Like it wasn't a big deal, but I would always have my own project that I was just like, like you were already like, it's like, I'm going to do this. Like, are you like working on like a series or like a, uh, and I think a lot of people just show up and they, they just showed up and they needed to be instructed what to do. I was more like, Oh, I've been thinking about this cool idea all week. Yeah, I went in there, asked her if she could get me a bunch of wire, and like I was making yeah. like wire sculptures and stuff. Well, I, like, <laughs> I noticed this a lot in the poetry community. I feel like there are two types of people who take art class or like art classes or poetry writing classes or something. It's the people who really think it sounds like a really fun idea yeah. and would love to try it, and that class is the reason they put pen to paper. Yeah, and that's who you're talking about. And then there's the people who are already jazzed and are already creating yeah. and just need a little structure. Yeah. And that's, that was you and that was me where I, I, I didn't need to go to a, an MFA program to write a, a shit ton of poems. Yeah. I was already writing poems all the time. I was reading yeah. poems all the time. I, some, but I had classmates who, oh, I really wanted to do this so I would write a book of poems. And I'm like, you can just write a book <laughs> of poems at home. You don't have yeah. to do this. And... Um, so I think that's kind of, there are two different kinds of, uh, kind of nerves yeah. that people have. And it was definitely great to have tools at my disposal and yeah. somewhat knowledgeable, like plenty of times, like. How old are you here? I'm sorry. Uh, this started in middle school. Middle I may school. have honestly gone through it a little too long. I don't really remember. Like, I feel like I was older by the time I'm in high school and I don't even remember really when it stopped, but like. There's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. No, it was. It was awesome. Like, and that's a, that's I don't a remember thing. being very project driven in there. I always had my own project, but yeah, like yeah. Said, it was always, that was always fine. I don't know. It was like, that's what I wanted to be doing. And, that's and back then was that mostly comic book type stuff? Uh, some of it. And there was like this small time when I was like really into sculptures and stuff and I was doing like wire sculptures and that's I, amazing. I would love to get back into that. And in fact, let's I know, ta- where, let's talk about that. What? I know a couple of these are still at the high school and like, I nice. would love to get my hands. I mean, I took, one was like probably two feet tall, just as like, and it, it definitely, we'll still say it's pretty nerdy stuff. I mean, it was like, but I made these big wings on it and like I, I soldered every single little little curvature on these wings. I remember it took me weeks and it was maybe the most in-depth project I've ever done, like entered yeah. into some like state thing. I yeah. won something for it, but my high school art teacher bought it from me. And at the time I was just like, yeah, heck yeah, like buy it. And like, <laughs> like you can have like, it. Kind of like now, like looking back, I was like, I would just love to see it again. I'm like, yeah, I have no idea where that's at. It could be in the trash. It might not. Yeah, be. I don't know, but like, yeah, that's how I feel about the paper mache Jerry Rice I made in eighth grade. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I still, I still feel like I could, I can get like little crappy Crayola modeling clay sometimes and just like crack stuff out and like, I don't know. I love that stuff. I should yeah. probably do more of it. Like, it sounds like it's important to you to like be doing stuff, right? Um, Have you always been, are you an anxious person? Uh, Yeah, I feel like more now than I used to be though. Yeah? Definitely, like. And and if I ask you something too personal, you can can just wink at me and that means pass. (laughs) And, uh, but uh, yeah, 
No, I'm just wondering, because, like I said, for me, like, collaging and stuff is, like, so... It was, like, when my brain didn't have room for language anymore. Yeah. So I didn't feel like watching TV and hearing someone talk to me, talk at me. Or I didn't, or I didn't feel like writing because I didn't have that kind of... But it, but it was just, like, this other sort of therapeutic spe- yeah. way you're, of organizing the you're world. You're hitting the nail on the head. Sometimes it's for pleasure and joy, a project. Yeah. Sometimes it is just... It really is almost like getting emotions out. And I would say yeah. sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And then yeah. sometimes it's the drive to keep creating to do that. Do, <laughs> so do like, you have a daily practice at all? I don't. And I do know it definitely like, I wish I did really, I, I do. I well, could. I just wondered for that sort of kind of more therapeutic. No, kinda... no, and I feel like Inktober is like a little draining, honestly, not in necessarily a bad way, but yeah. it's, it's a lot of dedication and that's kind of, yeah, but it doesn't even have to be like a drawing a day. Like, like one of my writing daily practice is uh, I journal every day for at least ten minutes. Yeah, and it's like real low stakes. I build it into my day. Like I know that I do. You know, so yeah. even if it was like you're gonna draw for ten minutes on your lunch break or something. And that is just, that absolutely. Let me tell you, that happens <laughs> probably once yeah, a week. Like, yeah, I'll just yeah, yeah. Grab a piece of computer paper. I'm sure that. I'm sure there's jokes told about some of the crap laying around and just some of the stupid like Do you just leave it? Like yeah, sometimes I will. Yeah. Like I don't I really don't care. Like last week just I have way too many house plans. This is one of the, like I don't know what it is, but I have a full room just decked out like Yeah. I it's one of my passions. It really Good is. job. But, yeah. Well that that is hard. I like house plants are I like hard. drawing plants too and I was just like just started drawing this little doodle. I liked where it was going. It's just like on an out of ink pen and at work and stuff. And it's still just laying on the desk. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like whoever wants to see it. And, <laughs> but yeah, I have drawn hundreds literally of pictures at work. I actually have a drawer yeah. <laughs> at work that it's like sometimes I'll just open it up and I'll go through it and be like, oh, this is good stuff. Like, yeah. It's like, I hope, I hope to God this drawer is here one day when I'm not. Somebody opens it and there's just... The most confused story they're trying to put together of all or, this stuff. Or when you leave, <laughs> yeah, when you quit, exactly. you just it'll, leave it. It'll be a legendary drawer. Like, it'll just be. Uh, it'll be like, oh, what's that thing? It's like the, uh, it's this sculpture, and it's like something of the 12th kingdom or something. And it's this long title, and what it was, was they fe- this guy died. He was a janitor, and he, he dies, and they go in his garage. And he has this elaborate sculpture he's been he working on for 40 years in his garage no one knew about. And it's all made out of uh, tin foil bubblegum wrappers that he, shiny things yeah. that he found at, while working his job as like a school janitor. Oh my gosh. And would bring home the materials and. Do you think uh, he was ever going to reveal it? And make, yeah, and they found, and now it's like, it's worth like thousands of, like thousands of dollars. <laughs> But what a great I'll, story. I'll look it up and show it to you. Yeah, it's in those moments of. That's why I love. That's why I love this podcast is because I'm ta- I'm talking to people who are just like living quote unquote normal lives around here, but then also have these little yeah. these little eccentricities that are like uh, really fulfilling and and important. Um, <laughs> Sorry, there's a cat. My cat is in here. That's why Derek and I keep laughing, because um, the cat is making making problems. Um, but but yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about. So you have a factory job. We yeah. don't we don't have to talk about it. No, like it's too okay. Much. In fact, but like... I'm just curious about 
because um, I, I know some people that listen to this have factory jobs or um, are in that kind of world. And uh, as someone who, I've never had a factory job, but even just like more like, even today, like I'm painting the cabinets in my, yeah. um, in my kitchen and monot- the monotonous work, man, how do you do it? How do you, well, how long have you been, you've had the same job for yeah, a decade? Uh, not quite. I feel like I'm on like eight and a half at eight this point. If it was a decade, I'd have another week of vacation. So <laughs> I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for that. So, so, uh, so that'd be awesome. I'll know when it's a decade for sure. But yeah, it's, it's different. Like it's not, you know, what you really picture you want to be doing, but they've just admittedly always taken care of me. I make good money for a Tipton factory. It's like, yeah. they know how to hang on to a good worker is yeah. what I like to think of it. And like, it's never really impeded me of doing the things I really enjoy outside of work. So I've just kind of hung in there. Yeah. Would I say, and I've told this to plenty of people that it's like spiritually, I don't belong there. It's like, yeah. I don't, I always feel suppressed a little bit there. Like yeah. I don't talk. I have one great friend there that I already had like before I worked there. You knew. You always got to have that like one, <laughs> one, yeah, yeah. one guy and like, I could, I could tell him anything and we can talk about anything as weird as it could be, but it's just like, it is just not like that with most of the people there. And it's like, while I don't mind like getting into my hobbies and stuff, it's like, it very is a, an atmosphere of suppression sometimes, like, which I don't love, but at the same time, it's like, as long as I can get out of there, express myself how I want to and share with the people I do care about. It's like, yeah, I just feel like the vibe, the vibes just don't set you up for success in those realms in the spiritual yeah. and social realms. But like windows, are we talking any windows in your factory? Do you have any window? We don't actually, hardly. And yep. there's a couple big bay doors and like so the, the winter time. So that's like, a bit, yeah. When no windows and you're just like sitting in this big. And you know you have like the daylight savings time. Like it's yeah. not rare to Do go you in have, there. You almost don't see the sun a couple yeah. times. I have like, a buddy that works at the puzzle factory. Oh yeah. Who yeah. works six to six. And so right now he doesn't see this. There's always people bouncing back and forth. Like, between <laughs> like your, this place is way better than they yeah, go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, screw them. Uh, <laughs> but my, my buddy, you know, works 6 to 6. And, and so he goes into work at 6 a.m. and it's dark. And he yeah. gets home at 6 p.m. and it's dark. And so I, I'm always just curious in the mindset of, of, you know, you seem like a pretty well put together dude. Like, how do you maintain that? In the face of that monotony, the, in the hours face of that. technically do work out better because we're talking seven to three thirty. You get off pretty early, yeah. yeah. It's like I feel like three thirty is a good, you know, like you hear all these nine to five or songs, movies about it, whatever. Yeah. But it's like seven to three thirty. I feel like it's a decent gig. And like overtime is just coming in earlier than that, so three thirty is always the off time. So, so yeah, like, you have a lot of your. Evening. I generally have the sunshine, yeah. like you know, yeah. even in the darkest of days, like a lot of times. Have you I always been first? Uh, when I first started there, we've had, we've dipped in and out of second shift like four different times. See, I, the, I like, sh- I'm a seconds guy. And see the guys that are always dreading it. I'm like, like, listen, I'll tell you a little secret. We always started up. It lasts like max a year. And then all of a sudden we don't have enough people to do it anymore. Okay. And they shut it down. Like, and that's okay. what happened to me. I got off seconds within six months and it was like, I don't know. I, I've been on the same shift for years now. So, yeah. Well, I like seconds because I can get my, I can get up like eight or nine yeah. and uh, go exercise and do my reading and my writing and do my stuff and then go to work. Where when I'm, when day shifts, I always feel like I'm sitting there just thinking about all the things I want to do when I get home, which yeah. is in, 
is agonizing. And then when I finally get that relief to go do it, I'm out of energy. energy. Yeah, there's no, there's no drive. So can you there's relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially some days when, like there's days you're working and there's days you're working hard. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. those days it's like, yeah, you get home and you don't want to do anything. You don't want to cook. You don't want to, like, I don't know. I've definitely you know your job days. so well now. Can you use that mental space to think about art or <laughs> yeah, <absolutely>. plant, plant <laughs> like, projects? I've not only had like the same, you know, locationary job i've had like the same position for several several years now and it's like i basically monitor two machines there's so we're working with print rollers essentially but ours yeah, yeah. is more of a like an industrial scale so these are large and we're yeah you show them to we're like working the diameter down on them basically and there's like a grindstone that runs across there and you sometimes are watching that for like minutes and it's like sometimes i'm just sitting there watching it yeah and like I mean, I'll draw stuff right there sometimes, like yeah, yeah. all kinds of crap. I don't know, like I've been listening to music, not really supposed to lately, but like that's <laughs> just the, yeah, the level I, of comfort. I've, until I'm rocked back to reality by something dangerous happening, it's usually the... I feel like podcasts are would be a really good... Well, I So my last job in Austin, I had the, it was my favorite job I've ever had was I worked at an organic farm Yeah. and I worked seconds. I worked th- 3 to 11 p.m. and... Um, what I did was I, uh, sorted, washed and, uh, packed vegetables for grocery stores and restaurants. Yeah. Uh, and so basically I, they gave me a list and I just had to get them already in boxes and label yeah. them. And, and so it was very, I didn't need my brain for the work, you yeah. know? And so I would just put on podcasts, man, and just have a, <laughs> I would have a, I've I definitely listened to have a great time. I have always jealous of people who have time to listen to podcasts. Like that's my like I don't have a commute and I, I could find time for it. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's the one no, but time commute's I good. wish I had work a time's yeah. good. Uh, like, we have radios. Like everybody's kind of has their own radio, but everybody's music is just sickeningly and different. Also, and it's like is it butt rock. It's about I call we got ICP uh, cranking out of one corner. Nickelback. Like, <laughs> No, well, you know, someone's listening to the radio that has Nickelback yeah. every third song. Well, I, that's why I call butt rock. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just kind of butt. It's like, the, there was like some literal like right-wing political rap going on Friday, and I was just like... Interesting. Yeah, it's like, I didn't even know this genre existed. It's like, <laughs> it, has, it has to be new because it's like all relevant yes. political figures. And <laughs> so, oh man, that's very interesting. Yeah, it's, that is, it's all over the place. It's like... Oh, know. that kind of reminds me. There's, uh, there's this guy. I want to have him on the podcast. I went to school with him. His name is Chris Hozier, and he he goes by Hozier. Uh, he's a rapper, and he's from Elwood, and he's like big now. His his YouTube videos have like eight million views. Are you serious? And uh, yeah, That's and he awesome, I think though. he lives in India or something. And but I want to have him on, and uh, he, but it reminded me. Well, he does uh, like country hip hop, and they call it hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which I think is great, but like you remember Bubba Sparks? Yeah, he was like the original hip hop. Yeah, yeah, is what they. But so Hozier's in this, and then, uh, but you know when earlier when I mentioned the first time I ever, you know, saw like the windmills and art. Yeah. Well, was actually one of his music videos. He has a music oh, really? video, and he's out over here down the road, <laughs> and, and, and I was just like, this is amazing, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, to see that. And there's, like, people I went to school with in the video. Yeah. And it's, like, uh, awesome. I think, I think yeah, there's just something special about that. But anyways, um, I don't, what were we talking about? I don't know. Um, well, 
we've been chatting for a while now, and I uh, don't want to keep you too long. But um, I did want to talk to you about, because did you bring your banjo? I did bring it. Okay, cool. Um, will you play us a song later? Yeah, I'll, I'll play a diddle. Play a diddle. We'll put a diddle as the opening track. Okay. I feel like sometimes, like, just as much as I love it, like, sometimes it's a little bit more of a background instrument a little bit. So it's like a whole song of three minutes of just me <laughs> me picking. Sometimes can be a little, like, yeah. maybe fascinating to others, but to me it's kind yeah. of... Yeah. I'll do a little jam sesh, though. Just That's awesome. Improv. That'd be great. We would like that. Um, yeah, so... When did you get into the banjo? How long have you been playing? Let's just, I'll honestly just chalk this up to another random, like, number one, my dad is big music guy. He Yeah, I heard that. Long time band member all around local Kokomo. Like, they had so many, yeah. so many bands. I mean, they were, they were good, too. Like, he's not just, you know, he's, they're up to snuff. And now, like, I, I don't know if he ever, like, secretly wanted me to really be a musician and stuff. But, like, yeah, I was yeah. in band in high school playing the trombone. Like, yeah, does that yeah, count? Yeah. I don't know. It's still, like... That was my music experience. Absolutely, like, it counts. But, like, I always liked messing with all the stuff. You know, he had, like, keyboards, and, like, he's a guitar player, but... Trombone. Yeah, random, <laughs> I know, right? I, I have no idea why. I thought it was cool. Like, I, yeah. I just truly did not care at that point. And, yeah. But one, I know we just went to Kokomo one night, and, like, he was just... He's like, yeah, we're, I'm going to go get a ukulele. And, like, I thought that was random and cool, but... That like, is random. Yeah, and, like, like we brought that home. you say, Dad, what are you, a 14-year-old girl? <laughs> So he like we we got this ukulele and I just like was messing around on it like I don't I'm all pretty much self-taught which is why I'm not that great and pretty much anything but mostly just learn on ukulele through chord playing and stuff like that yeah yeah and I kind of like there was like a finger picking pattern that I kind of did a lot on the ukulele and it was like yeah. this would and eventually I don't even really remember when but we ended up getting like a, a four string tenor banjo which the four strings just like four strings on ukulele yeah. that's actually what this banjo is too like I did have a five string for a while but is five string the what it usually is it like has the, the higher, traditional like, half has that string. high yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's definitely a, your your traditional banjo but yeah yeah but yeah so I started off with the ukulele he gave me plenty of guitar lessons throughout my life I mean I can I can get around on a guitar a little bit yeah, yeah, like yeah somehow yeah. it never was my chosen instrument but it's like I'm probably best at ukulele, admittedly, but it's like I don't know, banjo, ukulele. It's like which one gets the, like ban, ban, when you say I play banjo, there's a you you <laughs> give off a vibe like uh like I got yeah, I I've got a little extra juice. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I yeah, like, you got it's taken so many different ways. So it's yeah. like since I kinda play around on like four different instruments, I'm like I'll choose which one I say. It's like <laughs> banjo I would say banjo is the preferred. It's definitely the most interesting in the yeah, well, what, I can really what, get your toe tapping. <laughs> well, because it's really, uh, in a lot of ways, is a percussive instrument. Yeah. Is a percussion instrument. Really, I mean, it's a beat. Drive, in a lot, right? I mean, and it, yeah, like, gets the toe tapping and. Yes, it's the toe tapping, and then the interesting parts are what you do in between it, right? Yeah. Um, and I, admittedly, it's kind of like my own little style. I did so it's like whatever. I'm yeah, not, yeah. Do you have? Did you grow up listening to music with banjos in it or banjo players at all? Not really till like I didn't really get into bluegrass until like high school. And yeah. It was really nothing. I don't even really know why. I just remember like burning from LimeWire my own like little mix CD of like older bluegrass. That's and not amazing. Even, my dad wasn't even really into it. And, like he was the big music guy. Yeah, I remember yeah, He yeah, probably yeah. was like, "This is weird," but yeah, it's like I. I mean that lifestyle is not for me, but the music definitely was. Is like yeah, I don't know. And then like you have so much modern bluegrass and stuff these days well and people have found you know there's this people have found it in their own ways where it used to be like if you were country and your you know your grandpappy played on the porch yeah. and that's how you got your banjo playing going 
but now there's some people are just like finding it and there's this band called spirit family reunion and they get they get a lot of shit sometimes in like more uh uh traditional circles where because they're uh all they're, they're a bluegrass band but they're and they have a washboard and they have a banjo yeah. and and they have a fiddle player but they're from brooklyn and they're all <laughs> from Bro- awesome. they're all from brooklyn and everyone, so they would come down to Austin, and sometimes people would shit on them when they're like, "Hey, we're here from Brooklyn," and they'd be uh, like, Whoa. <laughs> "Just because." And but it's like that's the modern world is that we're learning, we're finding the things we wouldn't have normally found. You yeah. would have never found the banjo without probably the internet. Yeah, the way you know, <clears throat> exactly. burning off LimeWire and like yeah, exactly. Uh, like, I really cannot really remember the backstory. Like to save the life, yeah. I don't know why. Like that's not. I was yeah. also listening to like metal at that point, so yeah. it's like. I, I don't know. Now that uh, <laughs> banjo metal, <laughs> it probably exists. It would be good. Uh, there's this guy. Oh, what's that guy? Lucas Snyder. Have you heard of this? Luke Snyder. Have you heard it of sounds this? familiar. He plays the he plays the pedal steel. Okay. You know, but yeah. he has it on all these loops, and he does these like big loopy like Basically psychedelic zone, like 14 minute long Dang. song like psychedelic loop songs. Yeah. But it's with that traditional lap steel, but it's really it's sweet. It's, it's really cool. And, and, you know, so the grumpy old man side of me is just like, that's not how a lap steel is <laughs> supposed to be played, or a pedal steel is supposed to be played. Yeah. But, uh, but then, like, the part of me that, like, loves art and loves progress is like, oh, yeah, awesome. We'll use it in as many different ways as you can. Yeah. Um, and, like, let's see what happens. Um, I would love to be great at so many things, but music has definitely taken the back seat like time consumption wise i feel like i could sit there and really and like i have like sat there i was like i want to learn this and i know i have the ability to yeah. do it but it always has just mentally taken the back seat which well, is a, okay I it's mean, a cruel it's, lesson of adult life too right <laughs> is yeah we uh we only have so much time to do stuff yeah we have other things adult stuff we have to do and then and then there's also this the suck of of t- television i'm a i'm a <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm addicted to I'm a, I think I'm addicted to television and it's it's so bad. I could just watch ap- episode after episode of The Good Place just like this just like <laughs> and it's not good. It's like it's like if I ate McDonald's every day. Yeah. No one would be like, "Hey, Tyler's doing pretty well, right?" He's, he's on eating, like YouTube miniseries. So, you know, whatever. He's eating Tyler's eating McDonald's every day. <laughs> Everyone would be like, "We might need to intervene." Yeah. And but I can watch Netflix every day like this and no and one says anything. Else is doing it, so yeah. Like, and but Imagine if I took like an like an hour a week of my TV time and put it towards learning like, and then it's just so interesting because uh, I do know that that is important that we call it self care you know the taking some time to relax or whatever yeah. but I think I think I might overdo it sometimes <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I can see it but uh, oh another interesting thing is I've seen tell me about the I. About these uh, guitar pedals. <laughs> okay, so that's that's definitely getting into like my dad's hobby, and like, yeah, that's the. But you've done some of them. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. Like once I, I kind of took my like I've got a lot of nerdy roots here, so like my yeah. idea was he is was finding creative like cases to put pedals in, and he like has yeah. the wiring schematics. He has all these parts. He has a whole his whole studio now is just so full what you're saying of, is like, your dad's a nerd too yeah i mean he like, <laughs> he, he's a tinker he likes to be up yeah. there and make that stuff and like he is he is retired now but he 
has a career out of selling these pedals just like randomly. I mean, yeah, they're really cool. So that you make of them stuff. out tobacco of tobacco cans, like oh, yeah, soap, yeah. old soap cans. Usually the older stuff sells better. Like really? Yeah, you, I mean you can check out his Instagram. He posts all the stuff on What's there. What's his but, name? Uh, Rick Crownover. Rick Crownover. I think that's his Instagram cool. too. If anybody wants to look at his, yeah, yeah. I call it his art honestly because it's like yeah. what he. Some of it's really impressive. Like it really is neat, and it's like it's like I would be super proud if I made some of this stuff. Well, there's the technical component, right, of yeah. wiring and all. Exactly. But then there's the artistic component yeah. of presentation. Which, which one do you think I left up to him when he's? <laughs> I, I did like construct these pedals, but I'm like, you know, when it comes to wiring and schematics, it's like this. It's like, you're, can you wire this for me? <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, don't worry, we're a team. So here. yours like, were video game controllers. Yeah. So like, I even opened up a little shop on Reverb, which is like a you know, yeah, an equipment musical equipment side or whatever and like my whole idea was like I'm, I, I have fizzled a little bit I still occasionally get around to it I was like I'm gonna get different housings and casings like video game controllers was the cool thing I thought about and so yeah. like, we made like miniature we the best one I feel like I've ever made was like a, a 64 controller where the the joystick was like the stomp pedal and everything and like the start button was like the little jewel light and everything like yeah, I just yeah, had it yeah, all like yeah. wired out and it was yeah it was awesome and like did you just go to like Goodwill and get like Oh, um, that one I, I just usually go to eBay or, and write or type in like broken broken controllers. People sell broken Yeah, they literally just for parts, although it's like lately I did like some Wiimotes, you know, the little like little Yeah, TV I saw the Wiimotes, like, those are pretty cool. Yeah, that was like the last thing I really had done right now. Yeah. And so there are there's all kinds of different ways you can set up yeah. the pedal to and, do different have different and effects then, like a lot of people have questions about it and it's like that's usually i'm like hey check out my dad's page like, <laughs> it's like i'm glad i could create this for you but it's yeah, like yeah, as yeah. far as what's in it like he's got the musical mind for that stuff so uh because they're basically mock-ups of like actual you know brands or something and then you find out what circuits and stuff they use and then yeah. you can create it yourself really so it's yeah like, like is it how legal? I don't know. I'll do Cause it a lot, Not really. I mean, it's... Because <laughs> a lot of it, too, kind of... Uh, it's a little simpler than you realize. Like, yeah. you would think that would be really... Con like, yeah. to make a guitar go from sounding like... Da, 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 to being like... Dur, 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 yeah, and it's like... Is like... You would think, think that would be very lucky, technical, like, but... With how, how well it sounds. And other yeah. times, it's kind of like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Do you ever run the banjo through any pedals? Uh, No. That one actually doesn't have a pickup in it. Oh, okay. No, I never have. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I had another four string before this, but I don't remember if it had a pickup in it or not. But no, not much, honestly. I've got one of his nice guitars that right now, but I don't even have an amp actually. So it's kind of oh. like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I have no purpose for it. Like just to yeah. jam. Hard well, I was just curious like, about because uh, what our conversation about like doing innovative things with the. I feel yeah. like that's the next wave of the banjo is, like, <laughs> just, is being used as like a yeah a vessel the for the space it can create. Versus, you know, versus the yeah. tempo it can create. Um, yeah, is really cool. But yeah, I, I always thought those uh, pedals were, that was a really neat idea. The funny thing you brought that up because how the internet seems to work these days, like it's been about a year since I've really done any of that stuff. Well, just recently, like somehow one of the Wii pedals got on like a meme website and then like onto a Facebook group and then someone like messaged me on Reddit of all places and like, hey, go over to like Reddit DIY pedals. Like one of your pedals is exploding. Like they traced it back to my reverb store. And then it has like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of like likes and comments and stuff. So I'm on there like, it's Dude, like a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah and it's been awesome. Like that was literally just within a month and suddenly it's like all that crap's repopular again, even though it's like a year later and like people are wanting them built. Like we've built a couple of them, but they're kind of time intensive, these ones. So yeah, like, yeah. 
it's like, do you really want one or are you going to get all amped up? And a lot of people are like, once it comes time to like ship and buy, they're like, like, ah, oh, my, my money didn't come through. Or it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, thanks yeah. for making me like, yeah, yeah. Greatest, but yeah. But yeah, it's, it's fun. Another hobby. Like I said, big hobby guy. Yeah, you are. Yeah. What, what, what makes this big hobby guys? Why, why do we like it so much? Like, I guess the world is the buffet, just sampling before we die, getting a sample, a whole bunch of small things. Yeah, yeah. Finding I think what sticks. I think that's part of it. And then kind of the counterbalance with that is, for me at least, is I'm a pretty sensitive guy. And I think you like... Yeah, uh, that's putting it lightly. Yeah, so, it, so it's it's a way for us to uh, have purpose and feel confident yeah. and to... Uh, be structured like structured and play like i love um like the one of the reasons i love disc golf so much is because i i know disc golf like i just yeah i know that space and i even when i, I can go to a new course and i know i know it <laughs> yeah like i just know it like um it's that ten thousand hours thing and um it so the more of those kind of things i have yeah the more i feel known and i think particularly with me um, with my mental health where I felt so out of control for a decade yeah. and so out of my mind and now I'm like in this clarity space and I'm just so amazed uh, to be fun like to be able to do that project painting yeah. the kitchen cabinets I is, would struggle to do that I'll be honest like to I, have that drive like and to do it into the monotony and the you know I I would have never been able to do that in the last 10 years and I would have tried, failed, and would have blown up. And, uh, yeah, and so I think hobbies, uh, doing even doing projects along with that, of like when, you get, when you're comfortable in that space, and you have the time and you have the energy, too. it's something to be excited about. It's something to hit your wagon to. And, um, and it, yeah, and it just keeps that forward momentum instead of this, like, empty space of just like, what the, <laughs> yeah. what the heck is going on? Um, well, hey. This has been great. Yeah. Um, I I like to end with a moment of gratitude. Yeah. So we so we each take turns saying something we're grateful for. It doesn't have to be complicated oh, right. or fancy. It's something we're grateful for. Because um, I just think gratitude has been an important practice for my uh, own mental health. And I think it's a good time yeah. uh, to just take a second to reflect. So I'll start. Um, yeah, I think it goes back to what I was saying. I'm actually really grateful uh, to not be at, to be in my mind and not out of my mind, uh, and to be able to do things like repaint my kitchen cabinets. They're not gonna look great, perfect, but they're gonna look, they're gonna yeah, look good gonna and they're look... gonna be done. It's gonna be done, and I'm gonna have done it. Yeah. And and You've also I'm gonna have been capable of that, and yeah. that just I, so I'm really grateful so for that opportunity to do that, and that uh, I didn't spend my entire life out of my mind, um, only ten years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what's something you're grateful for, Derek? I definitely feel like I am probably most grateful for just the people, family, friends that surround me. Like it, they do. Even though my art and all that stuff gives me purpose, they give me purpose too. Like yeah, I feel like the interactions and just yeah. Well, you support. mentioned liking to share. Yeah, so exactly. People like driven. The support I always feel around me and just not normally feeling alone. Like that's a great thing. Like, yeah, that's always something to be grateful for. And I know there's plenty of people who don't have that luxury. Honestly, yes. what it would seem like. So yes. So yeah, definitely just the people close to me in my life. Any, you know, plenty to shout out. So it's there you go. Well, 
I'm thankful for you too, Derek Crownover. Yeah. Thanks Appreciate for being it. here. Uh, yeah, and we'll push stop and we'll record a little ditty. All right, let's do All it. All right, <laughs> thanks, brother. for some gratitude thank you for listening i hope you'll subscribe and share these episodes and thank you for doing that thank you to our guest for being here and for the great conversation thank you to landon caldwell aka creeping pink uh, for letting us use uh your song free yourself um as our theme song and then also I want to thank our Patreon supporters, Enrique Lozano, Lynn Coles, Terry Tan, Morgan Jackman, and Josh Caldwell for their support of this podcast and my various endeavors. Um, yeah, and again, thank you for listening.